Youglish is a search engine that will help you find the pronunciation of any word out there, and it searches through a lot of different videos on YouTube. Youglish. Youglish. There's a good chance you'll find examples of native speakers saying it on Youglish. If you're ever not sure, go to Youglish and hear 25 different people pronouncing the word. They might not all be exactly the same, but you can see which pronunciation is the most common. Use Youglish to find the right pronunciation uh, and you can try to figure out what the context is based on the video. The cons are, I don't think it's for pronunciation as uh, advertised. For listening, maybe, but it is too distracting and uh, ultimately inefficient. Language learners will get lost in countless YouTube videos. Dictionaries do a much, much better job. Welcome back, language enthusiasts. Last episode, fifth three, was about the Russian English learner Mikhail, who has mastered the English language. Back there, he shared his tips and tricks on how he managed to learn or even master the English language completely by himself. You may check it out later. On this episode 54, we're gonna have a look at the website called Youglish. The first part of the word you stands for YouTube and the ending glish stands for English. That's why the company named it Youglish. This is my fluent podcast and I am Daniel Goodson, the language learner. Even though my focus lies on the English language, the stuff we are discussing here mostly apply to other languages as well. On my fluent podcast, we share tips and tricks on how to become fluent in our target language. But let's head to our topic. So Youglish is a video pronunciation dictionary that according to the company itself allows language learners to quickly and easily access to 15 millions of YouTube pronunciation samples or tracks. And the trick here is actually that Youglish searches the YouTube video subtitles for a match and starts the video exactly at the time where the looked up words or phrases appear. And at the same time as you watch the clip you can read along with the subtitles. In addition to that, by clicking on a specific word of the video, I mean on the subtitle, a context menu shows up which gives you more information, such as a definition or synonyms and the like. And beginning with only English, the newest version of Youglish nowadays also includes the languages French, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, German, Korean, Russian, and Chinese. You can even use Youglish to learn sign languages. And according to Youglish, it gives you fast, unbiased answers about how sign languages are done by real people and in context. I'll give you an example here. Um, I typed in the expression tengo hambre, which means I'm hungry in Spanish. And of course in quotation marks because I wanna learn this fixed expression. 
Now it shows about 70 different pieces which you can go through one after the other. Ah, tengo hambre. ¿Por qué tenemos la misma comida todos los días? Le decir, no tengo hambre. Tengo un desorden alimenticio. You can even skip back for 5 seconds or more or you can go to the original video and have a listen to the whole video. Then you will give some tips to improve your Spanish pronunciation. It says here, break tengo hambre down into sounds. Say it out loud and exaggerate the sounds until you can consistently produce them. Record yourself saying tengo hambre in full sentences. Then watch yourself and listen. You'll be able to mark your mistakes quite easily. Well, in my opinion, that's exactly where Youglish has its power and where the magic is going to happen. Because when you listen to, to these pieces again and again, and if you record yourself and work on your pronunciation, but not by working on a single word, no, instead work on, on the whole phrase and pay attention to stress, intonation, to mimic. You can even watch the gesture and all that will help you to express yourself more fluently. Then you will definitely gonna improve. It's just a, a matter of time. Well, that's my honest opinion on that. All right. Well, I came across another review, actually a video review of Euglish, which is from Vladimir from virtuallynative.com. A quick note here, I did an episode about Virtually Native on episode 47 in general. And in 49 I made a review of one of his books. Sorry for rambling here a bit. So, I came across another review and even though in this video the title says it's about the pros and cons of Euglish, right at the beginning the author Vladimir is pretty straightforward by expressing his opinion. Hi there, Vladimir here, with another video about how not to learn English. Youglish.com is something I came across recently. I've never used it for my English study. You heard that right, he said. Another video about how not to learn English. And I will implement more small bits from that video in this podcast episode just to show you that the question if using Youglish is really a good tool may be controversial. It doesn't work for everybody, I guess. And by the way, I'm not an affiliate of Virtually Native. But even so, go watch the video from Virtually Native on YouTube if you want to see another perspective of this internet platform the video is about 10 minutes long and will give you other inputs. Well, as we don't agree on every aspect. <laughs> You'll see the link on my show notes as well. And just another side note here, a general advice, kind of. I recommend you to make up your own opinion in general. Don't just believe what the so-called language experts or other learners tell, tell you. Well, you have to make your own experience. So I, I'd recommend to just check, check it out, Euclid, and 
And well, you can give me a, a comment or an, an email at myfluentpodcast at gmail.com and say what you think about Euclish. The problem is that I can't place uh, euclish.com in the study flow. I'm not sure uh, what is it for and when language learners uh, are supposed to use it. It says it's uh, for pronunciation. Really? I can't see how. How is it for pronunciation? For listening, perhaps. Yes, but there are better ways to practice your listening. And uh, when are we supposed to use it? We learn a foreign language by uh, reading and listening to the target language as much as we can. Well, in fact, I can see the points given by Vladimir. Let me give you my take on Euglish from a learner's perspective. I use Euglish from time to time, but not every time I look a word up for its meaning or for its pronunciation. And Vladimir gives exactly this example. He argues that while learning English by reading an article, it would destroy the learning flow when looking up a word on Euglish. For that purpose, there are many dictionaries available, which already give you that information. I mean the information to the right pronunciation. And Vladimir goes on explaining the situation with the word courage. The first thing you do is look the word up in a dictionary. Cambridge, for instance. You see its meaning and, of course, pronunciation by a native speaker in both British courage and uh, American accents. Courage. The ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. Or Longman Dictionary. The quality of being brave when you are facing difficult or dangerous situation. You can see it and hear it used in a sentence. Gradually, I lost the courage to speak out about anything. Again, pronounced by a native speaker. You understand its meaning and pronunciation and go back to the online article. Where does Euglish.com uh, fit in? What would listening to that word a few more times accomplish? I'm going to wrap this episode up for you. So, in my opinion, Euglish is a fancy way to get more exposure to your target language. You can find false sentences in context. It's just an additional tool which could support you when it comes to practice your pronunciation on your own. But pronunciation may not be the right term here. I give Vladimir right. I mean, if you just want to check for the pronunciation for a single word, online dictionaries will do the trick for the most part, because they give you the phonetics in written forms. But if you want to see the big picture and become a better speaker, become more fluent, you may use Euglish from time to time to train your fluency because you will see other people's stress, intonation, mimic, and so on. Don't focus only on a single specific word. I mean, that's exactly my problem, which I have, because I couldn't express myself at all. I could understand 
lots of vocabulary, but I couldn't use it by myself. So that's because I decided to train myself with other methods. Well, you could use Yuglish, for example, to see how specific phrasal verbs are used in context, or how difficult words are used. That could be words or collocations. And for instance, Longman doesn't cover an audio sentence with mnemonic, the word one mnemonic. So you could just see how people use this and try to, to, uh, to mimic it, to pr- reproduce the sentences. I'm sure there are other useful things you could look up or just have fun and look up for, for any names or words. Like I did, I typed in Homer Simpson in the Spanish version of Euclid. Es el Homer Simpson que está enamorada del Homer Simpson. No de nadie. Bueno, quizás de Homer Simpson, pero él no cuenta. Realmente lo pasé mal. Recuerdo como los últimos donuts. Mi padre era como Homer Simpson, pero en verdad. O Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. O Homer Simpson. That's it for today, guys. The next episode will be about several vocabulary-based podcasts, and this is one of them. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick from Nick Snack for Neologisms, a podcast dedicated to learning advanced English words. In each episode, we cover, oh, maybe around three words or so. For instance, we might cover the words demagogue, corroborate, and mercurial, and then we go through their definitions while listening to real-life examples of people using the words on YouTube. So if you enjoy learning new and difficult words, we'd love to have you come over and check out our podcast over on iTunes at Nick Snack for Neologisms. And I think the easiest way to find it is to go to iTunes and type in GRE podcast, GRE podcast into the iTunes search bar, and it should pull up our episodes. So thanks so much, Daniel, for this opportunity. Let's get back to my fluent podcast. So basically, the next episode is meant to be kind of an introduction to those vocabulary based podcasts. It would be great if you could tune in again on my fluent podcast. I am your host, Daniel Goodson. Have a good one. If you have some great learning tips to share, or if you want to talk about your language journey, feel free to contact me at myfluentpodcast at gmail.com. Bye! Homer, sincero en mi corazón.